Hey, hey, what's up, you guys? I am announcing my fall winter tour for the very first time right now. Tickets go on sale this Friday. So if you hear your city and you want to come this Friday, head over to MrDTimes3.com for tickets. MrDTimes3.com. Here's the cities. I am coming to Miami, Salt Lake City, Boise, Vegas, Providence, Rhode Island, Milwaukee, Chicago, you boys at the Vic, Rochester, Atlanta, New Orleans, Portland, Oregon, Boston, Boston. I'm coming to the Wilbur Theater. Y'all saw my tickets out in 30 minutes last time. Let's see if you can do it again. After Boston, coming to the city that gave me a standing ovation on arrival, Charlotte, North Carolina. After that, it's Appleton, Wisconsin, Fort Wade, Indiana, closing things out in Louisville, Kentucky. I cannot wait to see you guys on the road. This Friday, get your tickets, MrDTimes3.com. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. She's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, Let's Watch TV listeners. Usually we have a little dedication to a Patreon member. This week's episode is actually about theater. So we would like to dedicate this episode to a friend of ours who we knew through our roots at Gross Point Theater. This episode of Let's Watch TV is dedicated to our family friend, Gwen Samuels. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I loved, loved this, loved this one. Love this one. You guys, this week we watched Come From Away. It's a Broadway musical. Funny how this happened. You know, sometimes we take suggestions from the Patreon fans, usually. This week, I I had a friend who didn't have a use for his tickets anymore because Come From Away, the national tour is in Seattle right now. And he was like, do you want my tickets? And I really knew like nothing about the show. And then I went and was obsessed. And then it happens to be the Broadway show is on Apple TV. So I had you watched it and you liked it. Loved it. And here we are. Watched it with dad who also loved it. Come with away was a Broadway show. Is it come with away or is it called Come From Away? Come from away, sorry. It's also a book. It's also a book which I bought. You did buy the book? I did. I bought the book. I bet this got fascinating details in that actually. Do you have any any updates first before we get into it? Oh yeah. I'm going on tour. You may have heard that before this episode. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, did. But in case you didn't, you can get your tickets. They go on sale this Friday. If you're listening later, they're on sale already. You can come see me in Miami, Salt Lake City, Vegas, Rhode Island, Milwaukee, Chicago, Rochester, Atlanta, New Orleans, Boise, Portland, Oregon. Did I say Boston? Charlotte? Appleton? Fort Wayne? Nope. Louisville? Just get tickets at MrSheet times three.com. It'll be fun. So give them the synopsis of the show, mom. It's it's now it's really deep, you guys. Just so you know, it's deep. It's deep, but it's also heartwarming. Heartwarming. The Come From Away is a Broadway show filmed live on Broadway. The first night... If you're watching it on Apple TV. On Apple TV. First night of the opening was right after the pandemic lockdown. So it's the first time Broadway reopened. The Tony Award winning musical tells the remarkable true story of 38 airline flights 
grounded in a small town in Canada on 9-11-2001. As the locals host these come from away, they all come together to find hope and love and friendship. Awesome. Awesome so- story. Didn't I? Here's a funny thing. So apparently on 9 11, all these planes had to land in Gander, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I don't know how they pronounce it. Newfoundland? Newfoundland? Newfoundland. 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 I don't know. And, um, Lab- and the city of Gander and the city of Labrador, as I was reading. There's other places too. Yeah, as I was yeah. reading as well. It wasn't just Gander. I think they say Newfoundland is how they okay. say it. I don't know. I try to say things. I don't know. Anyway, these these planes, there was a very, very small town and 38 or something planes landed full of passengers from all over the world. And this town just to open their doors and let them come in and take showers and fed them and entertained them. And just in the craziest part is that's just like how they are over there. And they said, like, you would do it for us. And all the Americans were like, would we? But that's the show. So I'm going to the show and I know like barely anything about it. I knew it had something to do with 9-11. And I knew that it was about planes that had to land on an island, right? Mom, when I went to go see this play, I thought they were going to land like on a Polynesian island. I was like waiting for like hula skirts to come out. And stuff. I was like, oh, this is this is Canada. Oh, all right. They're yeah. much different than what I thought. Here we right. go. Right. It actually on 9-11, the U.S. airspace was closed down. So no flights were going off anywhere. So 38 flights from around the world too landed in Gander. Newfoundland, and there was 7,000 people that landed on this little, little town. And that 68% of the local population landed in their town. That, it's crazy. Over- yeah. The, the town of Gander, so everybody knows, is located in the northeastern part of an island of the island of Newfoundland in the Canadian Canadian province of Newfoundland, just so right. people can get an idea what that was. Going back a little bit, I wondered why Gander? Why did they choose Gander to lower these planes? And it says, and first of all, the passengers had no idea what was going on. Or they knew where they nothing were. about the terrorist attack. Nothing. Right. So Gander was chosen for an airport in 1935 because it was between New York and London. Right. Where So that's why that was chosen. And these people were in Gander for over six days until the airspace reopened up. So 7000 people merged onto this little town and it was incredible. They housed them. They fed them. They bought. They brought people into their homes. Would you like to come to my house for a shower? Yeah, welcome to the like, shoppers. Would you like to come back to my house? <laughs> yeah, I looked at them like, are you kidding? They housed them in schools and in churches. Now, the reason why this worked, it was so successful because previously the the, the Gander created their own town emergency management plan because of some airline crashes that they had in their town. So they decided a few years before to put plan into place and the effect was very successful. The town was organized. They were ready to go. Volunteers just jumped into place. They just all, you know, rolled out the plan and it really, really worked, really worked. Where did you read that? 
on it's called the CBC News and it was posted on 9/2021. Really? Mhm. I didn't know that they had like a previous plan. Either yeah. way, if they had a plan or not, this what happened was pr- superseded whatever they thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the people were just so incredible in hospital. And what blows my mind about this show was that when you take the subject matter, you're like a musical about right. 9-11. Like it just, it doesn't seem like it makes sense. And it's so... Like when you're watching it, you guys, it's like art. Like it's like, it's crazy how this vision came together with music that complements and does justice to the actual area of Newfoundland and like has their music and their traditions and yet captures the diversity of the people who are on the planes. And just, it was just like unreal the way it came together. But what really, truly, got me was the fact that there's only 12 people in the cast and it's an ensemble piece and it's it's starless there's no stars it's just it's just an ensemble piece of really talented artists and that's it 12 people every single person plays i would guess four to five different characters so every single person plays probably one or two different islanders and one or two different, as they call them, plain people, which is fascinating because I was sitting in the seats, mom, and I was watching it and there was a scene where it was like just islanders and I was sitting in my seat wondering, oh, I wonder what the people who play the the passengers, I wonder what they're doing backstage. And I was like, no, they're not backstage. They're on stage right now. All the time, the whole entire time. They they change their accent, their expression, the way they move their face, the way they move their body to become these different people in fractions of seconds. It's unbelievable. And they created the transitions with very simple costuming, like they would put on a hat, that's it, or they would put on a jacket, that's it. And the the blocking of how they move things around on the stage, creating the atmosphere of where they were supposed to be. Incredible. Incredible. Even if you're not a big musical theater person. I totally you agree. See it because the story is just incredible. And most people don't know about that story. I, I, I didn't. I didn't at all. I, I can't I believe. I can't believe that I didn't even know that this happened. Correct. Incredible. And it's it's also on the saddest day of our lives in America. It was so heartwarming that people really will take care of people, especially nowadays. You need a story like that, knowing people will always take care of each other in the end. They'll always do it. I don't think that's true. I think I think they will in certain places like in that, like there. But I don't think I think you'd be surprised. I give humanity more of a positive reinforcement because I do believe that most people really are good and small majorities of groups of people are a pain in the ass. But anyway, I really do believe that people will come together for sure. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. It depends where it was. But the other thing that I thought about too is Gander was one place where planes were 
diverted, right? Mm-hmm. You don't hear stories about the planes that were landed in all these other cities. Exactly. And you know, one of the things I learned too on this CBC news piece was on top of all the preparedness I talked about, because you see things happening in America. You see things happening here and nobody's ever prepared. Are you kidding me? Why not? There's so many things that happened. Why aren't we better prepared? But anyway, on top of all the preparedness, the Y2K scare back in when the year two, yes. you know, was going to happen. The Y2K, Y2K scare prepared the Gander Airport to park dozens of planes at once without a hitch. So when huh. 9-11 happened, the air traffic controllers didn't even have to put out the plan because it was still fresh in their head. And they wow. landed 38 airplanes. Boom, 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 boom. According I have some. Plan. That's amazing. amazing. Now, now, the play itself was unbelievable. I, I started thinking about how could these people actually like put this concept into action to become a show. And apparently the two the two people who wrote it along with other producers and things, they did a few trips to Gander at the reunion because 10 years after this happened, a lot of the plane people went back to Gander for a reunion and it was amazing. And they were just interviewing, 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 interviewing. And what they did is they took like central themes and they put it together to like make through lines and make storylines of like what had happened. So they're like every story that they heard that had to deal with love, they like put all together. And then like every story that they heard, they had to do with animals. So they kind of like had an antidote to kind of like put these different pieces that happened together. And I thought that one of the most amazing pieces too, is that there was a bonobo chimp that was pregnant that was in one of the planes that had a lost. She lost her baby obviously because she was under such immense stress, but she had a baby later and that baby currently lives at the Columbus zoo and they named him Gander. Wow. Yeah. There was a woman who was taking care of, you know, she was a pet. She was the ASPCA woman on the Island. Right. And she was getting all the pets out of the cages in the airplanes. And feeding them and making sure they needed to go where they needed to go. It was just a, when you think, you don't think of those things, you know. There's, yeah, but they thought of everything. They thought they of were, everything. Absolutely everything. It was incredible. incredible it was the attention story. to detail that they did. That, one of the other things that I found. Okay, so one of the most amazing characters, no lead in this show, you nope. guys. Okay. No nope. lead, but there's one person who is significantly highlighted. One of the only solos in the show belong to a character named Beverly Bass, who is the captain of one of the airlines that was going from Paris to Dallas. And I ended up in Gander and Beverly Bass. You find out, in real life, was one of the first ever female captains for American Airlines. She was one of the first pilots to ever fly like this huge jumbo jet or whatever. And right. She ended up being a, the first ever female pilot to completely be control of an all-female crew later on in life and all these big accomplishments. She was, And when she was on that flight, she was actually... An instructor. She was instructing people how to fly that plane. So anyway. Incredible. So they're interviewing, when they go to Gander, they start interviewing the real Beverly Bass, right? And they're interviewing her and she's like, she's like, what network does this go on? And it's like, she didn't really get it. 
And then she said, years later, Beverly Bass got an email with a picture of like somebody dressed as a pilot. And she was like, I think that person's playing me in the musical. It's a musical. And then they invited all the real people who are in the show. They invited them back to watch a performance of the show. Right. Which, by the way, guess where some of the first previews of Come From Away were? It was before London. So it started in Toronto at the University of Toronto, right? And there was a student production. And then it expanded a little bit to do something serious with it. And it was at the La Jolla Playhouse. And when they took it on their first previews, it was in Seattle. Yes, I read that. I did read that. So they invite them out to come see the show or whatever. And all the real characters are there. And uh, the real Beverly Bass spots the actress, Jen Colella. And they're talking to each other. And she's like, I think you're playing me. And Jen Colella said, I think you're right. And then Beverly Bass started saying all this stuff that actually happens in the show that she doesn't know about. She was like, oh, and then what happened is me and my husband, we had a map where we had put all these pins which is a big part of the show. Right. And she said, I told my husband, take the kids to the map, show them where I'm at. And Jen Colella's like, oh, you don't say. Not spoiling any of it for her. Right. And, Bever- and then there's this huge solo in the show where the character Beverly Bass gives you all this information about her amazing life and this amazing person who happened to be there. And she gives her account of what happened. She talks about all these accomplishments she had as a female pilot. And then the real Beverly Bass knows none of this. She has no idea how much of a character she is. And she said she sat by her husband. And when they started singing that song, which is called Me in the Sky, she turned to her husband. Her husband had two hands on his face, just bawling. And they couldn't believe that they so accurately captured her full account of her full life. And it was just an incredible moment. And it was something like that. There were that like, I got online the next morning and I started writing and I wrote to my, my fans on Facebook support for the arts and schools. Oh yeah. Is just so important so important. Like, you know, I was not the most academically gifted kid, but I was so artistic. And like you and dad were like, go for it. You know what I mean? Like it was, I had like something to like give my, what I was good at. And I was able to be good at something in school. And it's just like, I don't know. I just, I, it crushes me every time I hear another story about how the arts are being slashed in schools. It's just so sad. It's not fair. No, and creativity is needed in so many areas of life and professions that, you know, you can take that creativity on stage. You can take those creative thoughts and bring it. You don't have to be an actor. You don't have to be a state. You can take, be on the stage, work in those uh, programs and take it. Take that creativity and unleash it in whatever profession you're in, you know, and You know, uh, it's just, you've got to be, it's amazing because I think kids in programs, drama programs and academic programs are looked down on a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's so much genius on that stage. So much genius. So much genius. 
It's um, just honestly, like, it's incredible. It's it's gorgeous. I I just think, think about all those kids who, who don't even know about theater, who could be so good at it. And it's just the way like art comes together to tell a story. It's just so, it's unbelievable. I think if you have a creative kid, let them run with it. Let them. Let Let them run with it. It'll be amazing. And we had one of those. Oh, did we have one of those? Did you see the set? The set was so simple. It's chairs and tables. Chairs and tables. And they turned them into everything and you believed they were in a plane. Absolutely. And the other thing that caught my attention was the diversity of the people in the plane. Big time. And how this was very true too, back when 9-11 hit, anybody who looked Arabic, Muslim, were targeted on planes. People would look at them. People would be afraid of them, especially when they boarded planes. And they showed that. They showed that the Muslim passenger who kept saying, what is the problem here? I'm a chef, you know, let me cook and know And how they had to frisk him down. And, you know, it was a really quick scene, but it told about uh, the fear people had of other people who may have looked like what was looked at as like a terrorist, Mm -hmm. right? And it also had a very poignant piece where a same-sex couple was on the plane. It took Morgan and I back. It took us back. We were like, oh. And they were saying to themselves, okay, we don't know where we are. We can't let anybody know what's going on with us. We've got to just blend on in because we don't know it's going to happen. And somehow the information came out that they were gay. And all of a sudden, the people of the community said, oh, my sister's gay. My brother's gay. Hey, my uncle, he's gay too. And they're looking around going, you know, this is universal. And these people yeah. understood. And that wasn't important to them. Yeah. It was all okay. You, but you know, like, we still have to do that when we're in new places, right? Like even oh, today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just, okay, that's not a thing of the past. The one thing that I do want to say, though, from what you just said, there was that scene where the the he's Egyptian, he's a chef, and he's trying to cook. And the, the woman from the town just keeps telling him no. I don't think that was because he was Egyptian. I think she was just trying to be like, you're our guest. Like, I got it. I got it. Mm. Because when he, that's what, that's how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the, other people on the plane who were nervous about him. So that's how I interpreted it. Oh, yeah. they could one thing it a few that ways. I, I took it a little different because I, I witnessed that. I remember my brother, Uncle Emery, looked very, he's Italian and looked very Arabic. And when he flew all over in his work, when that happened, he was always targeted by the airlines, always mm-hmm. had to take him to the side talk to him, investigate him. And he just got used to it and just start taking his belt off. And here we go again, just because he looked like somebody yeah. who that they were. Uh, Racial profiling. Profiling happened. Yeah. I, the, the one, the one thing that I loved about the, the, the whole piece is that they did not shy away from the the severity of these situations because the story is that this town is so happy and takes these people in but they didn't shy they talk about there's a a a mother who lost her son who was on the plane Uh there was a there was a gay couple who they were in their struggle both in their relationship and also just 
trying not to be detectable. And there was there were other Muslim people that they didn't shy away from their stories. And also the diversity of the cast. When you go to a Broadway show, it is more oftentimes than not, it's young, fit people who are playing these roles. And what I loved about the show is the age diversity was incredible. And I don't think a single, it could be wrong from the show that I saw. I don't know if there was anybody under 30 in the cast. And I loved it because it was so real. It was so real. There's middle-aged women. There oh, were body shapes of all kinds. All there types was of, I love. gray hair. There was normal, normal people. All ethnicities people. playing all, all ethnicity. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was great. There was, I, I, I read something that there was a choreographer who she choreographed the show. And when she got to the first rehearsal, they gave her the cast and she was like, okay, let's go through the choreography. And they couldn't do shit. And she <laughs> left and she just cried. And what it, what it alluded to is the show is not dance heavy. It's movement heavy. And yeah. she said that these people what it would have what eventually it turned into is these people are moving in a way that naturally fits not only who they are but who their character is and how right. that person would move if they were in a dance and and it is just genius so incredible it's so genius. incredible we're at the end of our time but i do have one thing that i want to tell the fans before this we were so incredibly inspired by come from away and the power of the arts and the power of theater and theater is something that brought our family together. So later in 2023 for one month, we are going to go to New York city and let's watch TV is going to turn into let's watch Broadway. And we're going to go to four different Broadway shows and we're going to record Let's Watch TV from our hotel room. And we are going to just switch it up for a month and we're going to do Let's Watch Broadway and hopefully support the arts and bring the arts to you. And that's just a fun little thing that we're going to do together. We're very excited for it. And we also talked about, you know, maybe we'll film something from the stage door or film some places we'll film some in the show. Cool stuff that- for Patreon, yeah. Yeah, that we, for Patreon, that we might do a little inside scoop. From our week in New York. It should be fun. Yep. Should be fun. We do, but this podcast is not possible without the support continued support of our patreon members right. patreon is what keeps the podcast going and every episode is dedicated to different patreon fans we want to say thank you to our newest patreon fans and you can become a patreon member too at patreon.com slash that's patreon.com slash patreon.com slash thank you so much to our newest members melissa krim miranda ronnie melissa martin Casserole Wood. I don't know if that's your real name, Casserole, but you're Casserole today, Casserole. I love Casseroles. I love Casserole. Tanera Rust. Lydia Kinney. Laura Weist. Bridget Reed. And Haley Macaroni. We love Haley- Macaroni. Haley Macaroni. My mom, when I told her that name, she's like, is this a real person? I'm like, I hope so. I don't know. He shoves some stuff at me. I never know when he's pranking me or not. Well, thank you guys so much for becoming Patreon members. And we will see you next time on Let's Watch TV. Let's Watch TV. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.